0: Hey guys, you know what? I need to breathe for a second. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we're back with another episode of the Kaniac Reports. My gosh, another overtime win, and I'm going to start nicknaming him Mr. Overtime, and that is uh, Marty Neches. Man, that guy is just so good in overtime. I love it, uh, but I don't want the rest of our wins to be in overtime. As you could tell from my one-liner, uh, overtime is intense, and I don't like those close overtime games personally. I'd rather win something like four to one or five to one. Uh, I hope we can get that soon. <laughs> so, uh, first things first, we're gonna, I'm gonna give you guys probably a little bit of update on my life, it's been a little bit crazy. Part of the reason why you just saw um Sam Driscoll and Griff from Kaniac Sessions on the last episode, and then we're gonna go through uh the game, get to our sponsors, and then there are three things I kind of want to uh touch on after that and then we'll wrap the episode up so uh first things uh yeah so life has been a little bit crazy um mainly because um i have been working a lot uh this past weekend um i thought sam and griff did amazing on that last episode i've been doing uh annual inventory for at work so that's why i have been working like crazy this past weekend but that, but this weekend's is going to come to the end of inventory and um i don't know if i'm gonna be on the next episode i might uh just don't know yet again with uh saturday i'm having to uh, drive quite a bit but um regardless you guys will be getting an episode regardless if it's me or sam driscoll uh, so that's the good thing for you guys. Uh, so now we're going to, uh, get to the game. Uh, first period, I thought Buffalo really outplayed Carolina and I would say probably the first, probably the first 10 minutes of that first period. I thought it was all Buffalo, but Ronta, he made Ronta was fantastic In this game. I do not blame Ronta. If we had lost this game. Because he was just excellent. And we'll get to this diving stick saves. In a third period. In a minute here. But uh, just an amazing glove save. From Krebs in that first period. And that was on I believe Buffalo's first power play. Uh, Just an amazing glove save. And I thought what was funny too. When he saved that. Krebs thought. Uh that Puck had gone in because you could as you could see in that replay, Krebs arms goes up a little bit like as as if he was cheering. Uh but Ronta denies him and boy Ronta, that was just such a great save. But uh even after that, I mean Buffalo really just controlled the first 10 minutes Of that uh, game. And to me, I was a little bit disappointed seeing that. Especially after Carolina just turned it up a notch. In the last game, um, after the third goal against the Islanders. Because when I saw that um, play that Carolina had in the last game against the Islanders. I was like, that's the type of play they need to have. Now, I thought they had quite a few moments in that um, tonight but um, because I didn't think Carolina was bad tonight I thought they were actually pretty good I thought their power play was amazing even though they only scored um, it was one for four on the power play tonight because I thought their power play was amazing but um, Buffalo they were still doing really good in that first period and then D'Angelo scores on the power play. And that was, I was so happy. Tony scored. Thought he kind of needed a goal there. And it was like a silent wrister too. Great, great goal. And I don't think uh, Luconin, who started for Buffalo um, in, the, in the goal crease, uh, I don't think he saw that puck. I really didn't. So uh, that was just a great goal. And of course, I mean... I don't think any of our players passed it to him. I, I think it was just a turnover from one of the Buffalo defensemen, I believe. But it was it was just great that Tony was able to retrieve that puck from the points. And he just gives it a silent wrister, uh that really was elevated to the top goalpost. And then it was just great. And honestly, it was to me after that goal where Carolina just took over that game they really did it was to it was nine day kind of to what i thought was like after the third goal for the islanders uh they were doing great and actually i do want to say when it came to the lines so obviously they started nason on the top line with Aho and jarvis um i wasn't a big fan personally of that line and then Brendan Moore did the switch but with him with putting Nathan on the fourth line and putting Natchez up on the first line. And I thought when that happened, I thought that line was actually a little bit better, personally. And honestly, when I saw the line setting in tonight, I was wondering um how good that Ajo line would be. And here's the thing: Nason, he's an incredible player. He is. But I was just a little bit concerned of him playing on that first line with Aho and Jarvis. Uh, Moore, I think, finally saw that line wasn't really gelling. And then he put Natchez up on that first line and Nason on the fourth with Drury and Bunting. So, uh, but regardless though, first period, the end of that first period was amazing. And I thought, um, throughout the whole game, I thought the best line was the KK line because I thought every time they were out there pretty much, I thought they were really dangerous. I really did. It, it, it's a tough line, too, because both KK and Svetch are pretty physical players, even though Svetch kind of took, I thought, a dumb penalty in the third. Again, we'll get to that, but end of the first period, Carolina fans are kind of really amped up because it's one to nothing Carolina, and Carolina's looking good toward the end of that first period. Now we get to the second. And to be honest, I didn't think there was as much action in the second period um, because I thought Buffalo actually um, did not let Carolina go on, on that four-checking game in that second period. I thought it was a pretty evenly matched period, I think, for the most part. And then uh, the third period, I thought, was to me... a a little bit um, more Carolina's game. Uh, but uh, second period, though, you get Tuck scoring. And, and, my gosh, I Jarvis for the second time, uh, defensively, just was not good. Uh, because if you remember the Islanders game, the last game, if you watched it, uh, Jarvis uh, kind of got skating around by Noah Dobson, which caused him to score the first goal of the game. And, of course, Jarvis, in this scenario, he actually has the puck, but um, he uh, doesn't really uh, manage that puck well as it was Thompson, I believe, no, no, it was Tuck that was able to get the loose puck from Jarvis. He um, shoots it, obviously, at Ronta, he saves the initial first save, and then you have Tuck scoring on that rebound goal. That was frustrating because that was a kind of a defensive breakdown a bit, um, because from Jarvis. And Jarvis, I think he needs to work on his defensive game a little bit. If you were to ask me, so it's tied one to one, heading into the third period. Uh, but I, I still thought Carolina could win it because um, even though there were points where I thought Buffalo was really good, I thought there were really good points where Carolina was really good, too. And uh, the third period, you have Shea scoring to make it 2-1. to one. I thought that was just an excellent uh, shift there, to be honest. And uh, what made it really good is you have... Kind of a tic-tac uh, goal. I can't remember. I think it was... Um, you know what? I'm going to look at the uh, goals here. Because I know Ajo um, was the primary assist to the Shea goal. Beautiful pass. But really, it was just a wonderful pass to Shea. And Shea found the uh, net and he scored. Excellent. Because I do think Shea does have some offensive capabilities. Um, it was actually Orlov that gave it to Ohio. And to be honest, I thought this was Orlov's uh, best game. I really did. Uh, I thought he was amazing. I thought he really felt, uh, I think the biggest difference with Orlov this game is that I thought he was more on pace with Carolina than the other games. Uh, because I really thought he fit in and I thought he had really good skating ability in this game. Uh, which I was really happy to see. And if he can maintain that with Pashy coming back, oh man, that defense, I think, is going to be very, very good. Uh, so it's 2-1 to one, um, in the third period. But then, obviously, Svetch takes a penalty. And I wasn't a big fan of that penalty from Svetch of that board, and obviously Buffalo goes to the power play. Now, granted, Carolina, all this time tonight, as obviously I'm recording this, Carolina's penalty kill has been great. It really has. Uh, But unfortunately, Darling takes things into his own hand, and that guy, I'm telling you, he is a gifted, very gifted defenseman, along with a couple others on the blue line, I think, as well, with Owen Power, and obviously they have a lethal, lethal offense as well. Uh, But Don Ling, he kind of takes things into his own hands. He uh, kind of shoots the puck at the boards as a way to kind of um, do a little self-pass there. And unfortunately, he scores. I guess you could probably say maybe Ronta could have had that, but it was from a very... A very sharp angle, And I think most of us fans, to be honest, when we look at that goal, is that we didn't really expect a shot from Darlene there because of how sharp the angle was. But Darlene, he defied the odds, and he scores. I thought that was more of, to be honest, even though I didn't like the penalty from Svetch, I thought that was one of those plays where I thought it wasn't showing how bad Carolina was. It was just showing how good Darlene is as a defenseman. And remember, he was a first overall pick in the 2018 draft, and the player after him was Svechnikov, uh, 2018 draft. So he was picked first for a reason, and um, I can see why. Uh, Darlene is a very, very good defenseman, along with Owen Power, who was also selected first, I believe, in the 2020 draft, I believe. Just... Both two first overall picks on that blue line. Yeah, that blue line is going to be good, I think, for a long time. Uh, so, unfortunately, things are tied 2-2. Two to two, And then it goes into overtime. Because, of course, uh, Carolina really likes to um, give me a heart attack. Because I don't like overtimes. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, it's... it, it, it I mean... I like that the Hurricanes won. That's the most important thing. But that's just me. Overtime stress me out. Um, That's why I had to catch my breath (laughs) from the one-liner. And obviously, um, in that overtime, I mean, the team that possesses the puck um, the most um, has the most chances, or I would say analytically has the best chances of winning that overtime. And I thought Carolina was very good with her shot selection. Um, obviously, Buffalo had possession of the puck first, and, um, and but Carolina they were were able to get the puck, and Ajo and Natchez was out there, and when I saw Natchez out there, I was like, Mister Overtime. Mr. Overtime, watch for him. And he does it. It's a tip in from, uh, from uh, Natchez. Just a beautiful, I, I thought was most impressive was the uh, pass from Ajo um, to Natchez, which I thought was the most impressive. Natchez just had to tip it in. Um, but it was just amazing. That goal was. I was really proud of Natchez there. And even though I thought Aho had a good game, he had two assists that game. Um, I still want him to score a little bit more goals because I know he can. Um, I, I really think Ajo's the closest goal, score, goal scorer that we have right now. Obviously, that could change with Svetch and uh, Jarvis, but um, I, I really think when Ajo's on, uh, he can be a top-ten player in the league. Uh, right now I think he's playing more like a top 20, uh, but again with Aho, he had two assists. I think that is good, but I really want to see Aho, uh, go- getting some goals scored five on five. Cause I don't think he scored a five on five goal yet this season. Um, another player too, even though I thought Svech was really good despite that dumb penalty, I think he needs to start getting some goals scored as well. I think we are five games now um, with Svetch playing as a hurricane coming back from injury, and we need to start seeing some goals scored from him. So to me, that are those are the couple critiques. You got to have the big guys to eventually step up. And, oh, another thing too, in that third period, um, just proving that Ronta was just amazing – those two stick saves, Oh, my gosh. Well, obviously, I mean, he had one after he poached the puck. But, my gosh, that scared me to death. Because it gives me flashbacks to that Toronto-David Ayres game. I'm like, please don't let this be on Ronta. But, you know what? Ronta... He did that so well. My gosh, that second save from the stick. Oh my, that was just amazing. It it really was. I was not expecting that at all. I was shocked. Um, I told Sam Driscoll, he was at the game with his dad tonight, that uh, my heart stopped when Ronta went out and challenged the puck. He did it successfully, though, which was great. It really was. So yeah, it's a three to two win for the hurricanes, a win that I think they needed now they go back again on the road against uh, two teams that I think should not be treated lightly, especially uh, the the game against Tampa on Saturday. so uh, we're gonna get to our three stars and some other news but before we do Here's a word from our sponsor. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 8778 hope Y or text hope 467 369 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boo Hill Casino and Resorts, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. Tournament Plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbookdraftkingscom slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds and packed calendars make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. You can drop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because their early Black Friday sale is going on now. You've heard me talk about Raycon products before, like one of their noise-canceling features, which I find is very, very helpful. Raycon first made a name for themselves in the audio space with products like their Everyday Earbuds, known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-ear fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech, Their 5-star review, Magic 180 Cable, allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices 8 times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. No wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of 5-star reviews. To get everyone in the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buy raycon.com slash THPN to get 20 to 50% off site wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score up to 50% off Raycon products buyraycon.com slash thpn okay uh a few things that i want to talk about um i know one thing was already said from sam driscoll and griff the last episode but i kind of want to touch on the uh d'angelo rumors because obviously it was the last game where we heard that d'angelo might get traded uh here's my opinion on that um I think regardless if there is a log jam on defense, I still think if you are a Stanley Cup contender, you need to be a little bit gr- greedy with your players. Um, another thing, if it is D'Angelo that is getting traded, I don't know how much hurricanes are going to get back. I because, and I think most fans would agree that, um, let's say if they traded Pesci or Shea, they would get more back than they would with D'Angelo because D'Angelo is a bit of a one dimensional player, even though I do think at times he can play defensively, he is mainly a one dimensional player, and that is on offense. Uh, so I don't know how much they're going to get back. My whole thing when it came to trade and defensemen, I'm like, well, here we go again when I heard that. Uh, because I do think they're being a little bit indecisive. And I do think it could be because of a little bit of a logjam. But I really wonder, and part of the reason uh, why I saw the Lions coming into tonight's game, I wonder if they're going to try and trade one of those defensemen uh, to possibly upgrade At the center. I really do. Uh, Because obviously when I saw the lines. When I. Sorry. Yeah. When I saw the lines. Brenda Moore I thought screamed. We're giving Drury a chance here. He's going to be playing with top six guys. Bunting and Etchis. Now obviously. uh, Etchis moved up to the first line. uh, Tonight. Some point during the game. But. Uh, I I don't know about Drewry. Again, I'm not saying he's playing bad. It's just offensively, I just don't think the potential is there, which means I am in favor of getting someone like an Eric Stahl, or if there is another offensive defenseman, sorry, offensive forward um, that um, you can get, I could see us, or see the reason of trading a defenseman be a part of that. Again, I think if you put D'Angelo and maybe Jack Drury in the mix to get that player, I think that'd be a little bit more enticing, but I don't think trading D'Angelo alone is going to get you probably a top-nine player. I just don't see it. But yet, Carolina does have two seconds, so let's remember that as well. Uh so that's kind of my view on the D'Angelo rumors. I think I could see it as a way of trying to get a center. Uh I think uh the first thing they will go to though, if the jury experiment fails, is I think they will try and give Panamarev a shot because he's healthy now. He's playing down. Oh, I can't remember. I think it it's um No, I think I think it is DHL. I can't remember though. Uh, but Panamarev is healthy now. I would think that's their um, first choice to go to if uh, Drury can't really get his scoring touch on. And I, to be honest, I just don't think, I, I just don't see a lot of offensive capabilities in Drury. I think he's really good defensively, but that's it. Um, another thing too, um, I kind of want to touch on a little bit on this. I don't want to spend too much talking sorry, too much time talking about this, Uh, but that is, I think, a lot of players are starting to talk about um, wearing neck guards, and I think the majority already, as I'm recording this, are starting to wear the neck guards. I think Carolina was one of the first, actually, and I just want to say, I think that is good as long as it doesn't Impede their performance. I think that's the biggest thing. I am all for it. Obviously, um, I think that's the aftermath. What happened to Adam Johnson. Which really sucks. You do not want um, to know that your final minutes of life is out on the ice. Obviously, Sam Driscoll and I already talked about the Adam Johnson thing. But, um, I think it's good that players are starting to wear neck guards more. Um, I think you need to uh, probably be a little bit more protective in places that aren't really protected. And the next one of them. And uh, I think that's good to see players wearing neck guards for their own sa- safety. I'm a full advocate on that. Um, last thing I do want to touch on here, too, is Frederick Anderson. Obviously, we saw Ronson tonight because Frederick Anderson, he's, he, he might, he's going to be gone for a while. Um, I don't know how long that's going to be, Uh we know that it's a blood clot and that just, when I heard that, I really felt bad for Anderson. And I think when we see this type of stuff in our players, we got to look past the hockey, the uh, sports, because a, a player's health is more important than the sport of hockey especially in an instance like this. So my prayers are with Anderson and his friends and family and I hope he makes a a, a huge recovery. And I I I I have hope. I really do. I I think uh the statement releases Don Modell is is expecting a full recovery from Anderson, which is great, but it's going to take some time. And that leads to the well, I don't think it led to the PTO of Yaroslav Halak. From what I've heard is that Carolina has been in contacts with Yaroslav Halak. If you guys don't know him, he's a former goalie. Uh, he's 38 years old, and he's had decent stats as a goalie. He's been a goalie for a long time. Uh, so I think if he does make it, or if we do sign him, I think this is probably one of his last seasons. He's 38 years old. So uh, this could be his last season. Or last shot at the NHL. But I think signing Halak. I'm like no that's good. And to be honest. I think having three goalies for Carolina. I think is good. Considering. That Anderson and Ronta. Are both. A little bit injury prone. I think if let's say Kachetkov was our starter and he didn't have any injuries history. I think Carolina might have been a little bit more lenient on the three goalie thing. Uh, But Anderson and Ronta, they do have um, injury history. Um, It really sucks for Anderson though. I I really feel bad for him and his thoughts and prayers. um, So sorry, My, my thoughts and prayers are definitely with him. I like the PTO of a lock and apparently I think Carolina's not done either. I think it was reported today from Pierre LeBron that Carolina's uh, looking at a couple of teams on, um, I think Detroit was one of them if, um, because I believe they have that three goalie tandem as well. And I think they're kind of looking at maybe trying to get a goalie, um, even though I think they should be looking more at the center core than the goalie front, especially if Francis, uh playing like he did tonight, which he was amazing. Uh, so yeah, those are my uh, three things that kind of, I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh, so yeah, uh, we will see you guys after the Florida game on Friday. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniak Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniak Report. We'll see you next time.